This is no April Fool's joke. Our March membership campaign was so successful that we're extending it through the entire month of April. Enjoy 50% off the regular monthly or annual membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code NOFOOLING, one word, to receive 50% off our regular membership price of $50 per year or $5 per month. Members receive access to bonus content, an ad-free listening experience, exclusive blog posts, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. This is a limited time offer, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code NOFOOLING to receive 50% off. Thank you. It's April 27th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. According to reporting from Al Jazeera, Ukrainian forces have advanced on a poorly defended part of the riverine coast of Kherson, the southern region bisected by the Dnepro River, according to several reports, during the 61st week of the war. Ukraine took back a large swath of the region, including the capital city also called Kherson, from invading Russian forces last year, but the Russians entrenched themselves on the river's left bank. According to leaked U.S. military documents reported in the New York Times, 12 Ukrainian combat brigades, amounting to 4,000 soldiers, are expected to be ready to head to the front lines by the end of April, with nine of them trained and supplied by the U.S. and NATO. There were also signs that the drone attacks on Russian soil, thought to have been launched by Ukraine although it has not acknowledged it, have had some psychological effect. Some 3,000 people were evacuated from the Russian city of Belgorod after a bomb scare on April 22nd. The Daily Beast reports that after months of planning, weeks of frenetic negotiating, and days of doubtful speculation, House Republicans on Wednesday passed a bill, barely, to lift the federal government's debt limit and drastically cut spending. Now comes the difficult part. The hard-fought Limit Saved Grow Act is merely Speaker Kevin McCarthy's opening bid to kick-start negotiations with President Joe Biden to secure deep budget cuts in exchange for not crashing the U.S. economy by refusing to raise the debt ceiling. Biden has said he will negotiate over spending, but not over the debt limit. With time running short until the federal government risks fiscal calamity, with the borrowing limit coming as soon as June, McCarthy now has his bargaining chip in hand to try and force Biden to the negotiating table and attempt to work out some compromise. To cobble together the bare minimum 217 votes needed to pass the Limit Save Grow Act, McCarthy had to agree to hard-right conservative demands, like even stricter work requirements for recipients of food stamps and other forms of poverty aid. We will continue to follow this story as it develops. According to the BBC, the U.S. and South Korea have secured a landmark deal to counter the North Korean nuclear threat. Washington has agreed to periodically deploy U.S. nuclear-armed submarines to South Korea 
and involve Seoul in its nuclear planning operations. In return, South Korea has agreed not to develop its own nuclear weapons. The Washington Declaration will strengthen the Allies' cooperation in deterring a North Korean attack, U.S. President Joe Biden said. The South Korean President, Yoon Suk-yeol, who was at the White House for a state visit, said the Washington Declaration marked an unprecedented commitment by the U.S. to enhance defense, deter attacks, and protect U.S. allies by using nuclear weapons. The U.S. already has a treaty obligation to defend South Korea and has previously pledged to use nuclear weapons if necessary, but some in South Korea have started to doubt that commitment and call for the country to pursue its own nuclear program. Elsewhere, the New York Times reports that Jack Teixeira, the Massachusetts Air National Guardsman accused of posting classified documents online, repeatedly tried to obstruct federal investigators and has a troubling history of making racist and violent remarks, Justice Department lawyers said in a court filing late Wednesday. In an 18-page memo released before a detention hearing scheduled for Thursday in a Massachusetts federal court, the department's lawyers argued that Airman Teixeira needed to be detained indefinitely because he posed a serious flight risk and might still have information that would be of tremendous value to hostile nation-states. Airman Teixeira tapped into vast reservoirs of sensitive information, an amount that far exceeds what has been publicly disclosed so far, they wrote. Airman Teixeira was arrested on April 13th and charged with two separate counts related to unauthorized handling of classified materials. The government has yet to indict him before a grand jury, although prosecutors said in their filing on Wednesday that he could face 25 years, and potentially far more, in prison if convicted. American spy services detected construction at a suspected Chinese military facility in the United Arab Emirates in December, one year after Washington's oil-rich ally announced it was halting the project because of U.S. concerns, according to top-secret intelligence documents obtained by the Washington Post. Activities at a port near Abu Dhabi are among several developments in the UAE involving the Chinese military that U.S. intelligence is monitoring out of concern that the Emiratis, a longtime U.S. security partner, are developing closer ties to China at the expense of U.S. interests, according to the documents and related interviews with senior Biden administration officials. Sightings of Chinese military personnel around other sensitive construction sites have also disturbed U.S. officials. A UAE representative, alluding to the FBI's arrest of a suspect in the leak case, declined to answer questions about the intelligence documents, saying that our policy is not to comment on out-of-context material purported to have been criminally obtained. Reuters reports that the United States and African nations were racing to secure an extension of a ceasefire in Sudan on Thursday, with the Sudanese army saying it had given an initial nod to an African proposal calling for talks even as heavy fighting continued. Hundreds of people have been killed in nearly two weeks of conflict between the army 
and a rival paramilitary force, the Rapid Support Forces, which are locked in a power struggle that threatens to destabilize the wider region. The existing three-day ceasefire brought about a lull in fighting without completely halting it, but it is due to expire at midnight. According to the AP, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's corruption trial has resumed after a month-long break, refocusing the spotlight on the long-serving leader's legal woes after a wave of protests over his government plan to overhaul the country's judiciary. Netanyahu is charged with fraud, breach of trust, and accepting bribes in three separate scandals involving powerful media moguls and wealthy associates. He denies wrongdoing. Critics say that Netanyahu is driven to weaken the courts and change the judicial system as a way to open an escape route from his trial, claims he dismisses as untrue. In the next few weeks, the prosecution is set to call several high-profile witnesses, including the current opposition leader, Yair Lapid, the country's ambassador to the United Nations, Gilad Erdan, as well as former Netanyahu chief of staff turned state witness, Ari Haro. Those testimonies could further embarrass Netanyahu. While there's no official completion date, experts expect a ruling in about two years. If convicted, Netanyahu, Israel's longest-serving prime minister, would be forced to step down after over 15 years in the position. In lighter news from WNYC's The Gothamist, a wild peacock bit a man in the Bronx on Wednesday who lived to tell the tale. Emergency medical services were called to the scene of the bite on East 180th Street shortly after 8 p.m. The fire department confirmed to the Gothamist, where an unnamed man suffered a minor injury and refused to be taken to the hospital. Video posted via the Citizen app shows the man explain how the ferocious pheasant was spotted roaming the streets, eventually biting his leg. The man shows footage of the peacock from his phone, showing the animal strutting the street with a timestamp of 7.38 p.m. It's not the first time a wild peacock was spotted in New York City. Another escaped peacock was on the loose in Queens in 2012 after escaping from John Brown High School's agricultural program. As of this morning, the peacock is still on the loose and hanging out in a tree. That's all the news I have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis on these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune in to our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.